Now we're recording. Great. Okay. Well, welcome back to another episode of At The Movies. This is take two of, of this episode. Um, welcome, everybody. Uh, how's everyone doing? Great. We're good. I'm so happy we're doing this podcast because I hate accounting. <laughs> hmm. mm-hmm. Someone's been doing taxes. It's, as I'm sure your emails have referenced that today. I was up late last night. It's interfering with everything along the way today. I don't know how people can be accountants. Yeah, I'm like, I don't would not be a happy human if he had to be an accountant. I, I agree with that. And as someone who owns a business, I spent eight hours or nine hours two Saturdays ago working on my accounting. It's the worst. The worst. And then you remember how much money you spend on things that you're like, oh my God, I can't believe I spent money on that. But it's just the tedious stuff. Like I'm not in. Not in. I've been putting mine off as long as I can. For six years. Yeah. <laughs> Numbers are hard. Numbers are super hard. Speaking of accounting, I never saw the movie The Accountant. Should I watch that? I heard it's good. No. <laughs> You know, if you have to think of it, I've only seen bits and pieces. I haven't seen it in its entirety. You can probably miss it because guess what? It's not about accounting, Melissa. Oh. Uh, Spoiler alert. Yeah. (laughs) It's it's about like. It's about the count int, not accounting. Right. He's uh, massive OCD. Yeah, I don't like guns. Mm -hmm. Anyway. So any big industry news, anything we should be talking about? Um, Just a quick little five minute follow-up anything going on in the the cinema news some movies have uh moved around i I don't think we talked about that last week so we've got a few movers and shakers what do we got what's on the slate now i think the big one is godzilla kong moved up i mean it's obviously uh hbo max and in theater at the same time but it's now a march release i believe and Tom and Jerry's a March release. So, but most, most things have moved off of April. Yeah. Mm-hmm. February, March, and then like April. But so, the big industry news too that I read, and I don't know if it'll change, but the Oscars are holding for April 25th in so person. Live? In I person. heard that too. In person. So 425 I, in person. I don't know that that's going to hold. I, I know. So As of this week, the article said I don't think said Talent's going to show up for that. I know. I, I, ho- I hope it holds because that means that we're in a better place. For sure. I just don't think Talent's going to... Ha- having done so many virtual interviews in the last year and just kind of seeing that continue as of right now, I just don't know that you're going to get tons of talent to show up in person in one big room. So two movies that are slated to release that I'm very excited about early on, February, March, uh, Judas and the Black Messiah. Yeah, that's going to be good. Awesome. And then Nobody. Oh, yeah. The new um, uh, Odenkirk film. Yes. I think it looks amazing. It looks like it's a lot of fun. Um, I have some other industry news. Sure. What do you got? Apparently, SAG-AFTRA is kicking Trump out. <laughs> oh, I read about that. It's pretty funny. Is that industry news? 
I mean, it is. It came across Hollywood Reporter. It's kind yeah. of industry news. I'm checking the slate. Hey, if you're in Hollywood Reporter, <laughs> you're kind of a big deal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, we have Ray and the Last Dragon is still holding for 3.5. Obviously, that's a HBO Max plus theater. Mm-hmm. So. so not a lot in the, in the cinema news. It's mm-hmm. uh. Deadpool three. Deadpool three. Deadpool three is coming out. We talked about that on the last podcast. We talked about the announcement that that yeah we just the MCU will release an R rated version. Ryan Reynolds is killing it this past year. Like he has been doing everything and doing it super well. Well, I got my little my little Deadpool on my microphone here. Hey buddy. We've got another Deadpool Ooh. coming out. He's got like one of the best creative agencies in the whole world. Probably the second best compared to another one that I'm familiar with. <laughs> yeah, Danielle, pump the Don't break. Marketing. Pump the break. <laughs> Ryan Reynolds got on us. Let's hire him. I've reached out to Ryan Reynolds about some announcement that we'll be making soon, and I have not heard from Ryan Reynolds. So Ryan, if, Ryan if you're Reynolds listening, listening, better get on Ryan it. Reynolds He's definitely listening to this podcast. I'm sure it's the top on his, you know, his library of podcasts. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, while he's making sure. gin and buying soccer teams and things. Yeah. Mo- and fo- mobile phone service, mm-hmm. you know. He definitely listens to the At The Movies podcast, 100%. I think he would listen to it. <laughs> He's definitely listening right now. Um, so that's industry news. One follow-up. We had our friend Luke Parker Bowles on last episode. We, we announced our Kickstarter for the theater that we're purchasing, and we achieved our first goal on our Kickstarter within six days. So Amazing. please visit our Kickstarter and continue Ooh. to support us golf clap with that uh initiative so that was cool and we've got three more weeks to go congrats Congrats. like all the industry news we need yeah that we should have opened with that whoo amazing we'll just rearrange (laughs) things around in the edit (laughs) (laughs) i figured we would actually try doing something that we had mentioned in one of our earliest episodes where um, we had shared Stay some, on topic. Yeah, some, some little <laughs> items and trinkets that we had received throughout our careers working in the movie theaters. Um, and yeah, so we wanted to do a little bit of a show and tell and we'll bring some of our favorite items that we've gotten. Um, just a few, because we've got mountains of them um, and maybe share a little story behind them. Mm. Who wants to go first? Oh, and this would probably actually be a good opportunity to push our YouTube channel since... If uh, you are a listener and not a viewer, you may want the the visual assistance with the YouTube episode. So yeah, the full experience. Exactly. <laughs> FYI, I've never worn makeup. It maybe once the whole time. So neither. I'm sorry. I feel like we have something in common. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Danielle always looks perfect. She's putting us all to shame. False. False. <laughs> Melissa, the power of good lighting. The podcast. I, I am back to standing. I'm back to stand. I stand all day. You stand all day. All day. Hmm. I should try that. Standing you're desk. Good, you're a good stander. I'm trying. I have an anti-fatigue mat under my feet. Doesn't work. Hmm. That's a great piece of home decor. <laughs> it's really ugly. I know. In the dining room. Yep. Everybody. Nobody gets tired at your house. <laughs> Not in the dining room. They don't. Nope. 
All right. I think Scott, you should randomly call on someone and put us on the spot. Okay. Well, I'm going to just go by gallery view here. So I think we're going to start with Danielle. We're going to go from upper left and then Ooh, I need to rearrange my gallery here. Oh. <laughs> well, my gallery is I'm totally Danielle, me, and then Melissa, and then you. I think I it is funny that everybody has that. different views. Like when you're on a Zoom, I know mm -hmm. you don't know where you, you are. You can move them around now. Zoom, you used yeah. to not be able to, but Zoom will let you move your windows now. Oh, technology. Right. Mm -hmm. oh, technology. Everybody's <laughs> in different spots on different <laughs> machines. It depends on like when you join and I don't know. There's a there's an algorithm to Ugh. it. Ugh, I know. <laughs> Algorithms. All right. Back on okay. track, people. Daniel, Sorry. what do you got for us? First up fox before disney purchased fox used to do these amazing books like thick books and i actually have one from for shape of water but it's on my um shelf and shape the shape of water is one of my favorite films it's like in my top 10 i love it so much um but i grabbed the greatest showman one because i also love the greatest showman and when i was working in a movie theater um, we did this really cool promotion for the greatest showman where we had guests. We like built this wall. Um, what was the prompt on the wall? It Raymond? was, gosh, that was a great. Oh, it was, was so it was, good. The it prompt on the wall was uh, tell us why you're unique or something like that. Yeah. And because the greatest showman's all about like being like owning your uniqueness and everybody's special and everybody has their own like unique talent that makes them just incredibly them, you know? Um, I love so, that film. Yeah. We partnered with Fox to do this wall, this interactive wall inside the theater where we actually had markers where people could write on there what made them so unique and what made them special and wonderful. And uh it was so great to see how many people enjoy doing that from little kids to, you know, adults of, of all ages, of all ages. I still remember this woman who came in, she had this pixie cut with pink hair and then she had a dog whose haircut matched hers. And both of them had pink pixie cuts. Like she had dyed her dog's hair to match hers. It was amazing. And she was like, yeah, this is great. Just like writing on the wall. Um, and then, of course, like we saw little kids who were actually taking it very seriously Aww. and who were writing, they were writing things that, you know, made them feel really special and things that they thought were really unique about who they were. And I just, I thought it was so special. So I love this book because it makes me think of that whole thing. It makes me think of that. Um, and these books are my, cool because there's like- one of my favorite uh, campaigns that we ran. Yeah, yeah. There, you can see- yeah There's behind the scenes pictures and you know it goes through these books i don't even know if you can order these books um maybe you can but there's like art in them from when they were designing the film to more about costume design and cinematography it's basically everything just different character breakdowns this is jessica or rebecca ferguson's character um, love it yeah love it such I a great film. Books. I love these books. Fox is the only one who ever sent me any of them. Well, I guess that's not true. I Disney have sent Wreck me. Wreck-It Ralph too. Yeah, Wreck-It Ralph. Um, um, one other thing about that promotion, we we did that in multiple theaters and the walls would fill up so fast. We had to keep ordering walls, but we also worked directly with Fox and the filmmakers on that to produce the promotional 
material for it and they got it was it was great we got to edit with them and it was a lot mm -hmm. of fun so it was a so great director had a hand in editing it which was cool that's such cool. a great in theater promotion yeah. yeah i love it i loved i loved that cool scott who's up I guess I'll go next. Well, Are we going round robin <laughs> style? Like, yeah. Well, I'm just going by my view, so I'm after Danielle, so I'll just go next. Um, okay. I mean, here's one little guy who's been making a cameo. This little Deadpool that's been sitting on my microphone, but that's not the one I want to share. Um, so this is something I got my first day working for Imagine. Um, my first day after. Well, actually, I shouldn't say my first day. My first day actually on location. Um, when I moved from Chicago back to Detroit to take this job, um, we had a, it was, what was it? Halloween weekend, Melissa? And so we had uh, a special showing of Ghostbusters and we had Ernie Hudson um, there doing special appearances and oh, he's photographs great. and stuff. Um, and so my first day on the job was taking photos of Ernie Hudson with his fans. So then they could then have them printed and signed. Um, so at the end of the day, he gave me one of his headshots and it says to Scott, you are the light in my eyes because I was <laughs> flashing him with a flash all day. That's that was amazing. great. That what was amazing. Great. Is that? We travel, it traveled around to multiple locations actually mm -hmm. over, over the holidays. It was really, really cool. Yeah. So it, they did, um, one showing of Ghostbusters um, each day for the whole Halloween weekend. Um, Ernie Hudson was at each one to do like a little introduction and then meet with fans afterwards. Um, and they had some of like the, what do they call them? Like the Ghostbusters, like they're not like fan clubs, but they're like, um, they're not like unionized, but they're like <laughs> people who take it like stuff. legitimately serious. You know, they yeah. buy, um, oh, we had they like build all their own equipment. They like have all ghost their own hunters. costumes. No, 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 no. Like people no, who are into cosplay. Like cosplay. Yeah. cosplay. But what do they call it when like they're they're part of like some sort of um like a legion or something like yeah, that? Something like that. I don't like, I don't know all that. Like Star Wars has the, the stormtroopers. Yeah, the oh, yeah they, it's like mm -hmm. stormtroopers four oh nine or four one nine something. Five oh first. Well, yeah, they, have that, they have that for they have that but they have it for Ghostbusters too. Well so. and we had the car what what's the car called? The the Ecto one. The Ecto one. We had an Ecto one. Mm -hmm. Nice. Yeah. It actually reminds me of on Back to the Future Day, we had a DeLorean and mm -hmm. I got to sit in it anyway. There's a DeLorean here in Dallas. There's a car shop that has a DeLorean that you can rent. That's cool. cool. And Let's like take it, it out. What's uh, Back to the Future Day, July 15th or something? Well, it was like the anniversary. I don't know. It was in 2005. Must have been, I don't remember, 20 or 25 years or something. Way to have all of our stats ready. I know. <laughs> Really prepared for this. <laughs> we are the All biggest right. slackers ever. I love it. All right, let's, let's do Melissa next. What do you got? Oh, I have so many things, but I will share my yeah. Stars Born vinyl. I have one of those. I love it. Yeah. So the vinyl version of all the music in the Man, film. To play. Um, I love, I loved all the music. And so I also received when the film Detroit came out, they gave away record players. And so yes, that was the same, same year. And I received one of the record players. So then I set it all up and I listened to this over and over and over again at my house. 
but I really also, if anyone has one, I really wanted the La La Land vinyl and I did not receive that though. Some people in the office did, but I loved this and I thought it was such a great piece and I love the music and the film. Well, the, the La La Land soundtrack is not a rare item. I know. Means. Like go on Amazon, you can buy it for like 15 I, bucks. But it's, it's more the same. fun to receive it. Well, it's I realize, but, you, but you're asking like, oh, is there anyone out there who might have one? Like, well, yeah. Maybe somebody out there has one and they don't Amazon use it. They don't, maybe there's someone's like, oh, I don't use it. And they can mail it to me. I'll trade Got them it. at Fitzbars. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Brandon, what do you got for oh, us? Oh, I, I don't know if, I have three here. I... We can um, space them oh, out if you need to. Yeah, I've got I've got more. I've got more. So I we're going round robin yeah. style. I've got a whole bucket here. <laughs> I have one that's in a picture frame. Can I can I preface? Oh yeah, yeah. can I preface before Brandon starts when he just said I have a bunch, guys. We have boxes in our garage, <laughs> like a whole wall full of just movie stuff. Porters. Do I show this one? <laughs> oh yeah, there you go. This, oh, it's the Jumanji map. Oh, sweet. That's awesome. Oh, has that been screen used too? Yeah. It's one that was used in the film. By The Rock, Kevin Hart, um, Jack Black. The whole cast. And, uh, yeah, the whole cast. <laughs> That's pretty cool. That. How did you get your hands on that? Well, I have a wonderful fiance. Aww. <clears throat> and we worked with Sony on it and we put together a campaign and they shared that with us. So how lovely. Yeah, we actually got it the same time, actually, which is funny that the um, greatest show that she was showing the greatest showman book. We actually did those two promotions in sync with each other. So one night Danielle is at a theater doing the greatest showman piece. And I was at two different theaters that night on a tour with that piece like showing it to fans and doing an intro before the movie came out. So it was a night of a lot of energy in the movie theater and guests were just like blown away because we had, they could come take their picture with it and mm -hmm. um, they could see it and they could see the signatures. And then they, we would play the clip where it was in the movie. So they could actually be, they could come out and be like, Oh, I saw that. So they were loving it. Awesome. Yeah, that's yeah. cool. That's, I really, that's one of the biggest things that I miss about the movie going experience is these things mm -hmm. these little um tangible items you get to take home with you yeah and yeah, it's you don't really like, get that when you're sitting on a sofa it's mm -hmm. just it's and you fun. never know like you could show up at like you guys were talking about it you show up at the theater and you've got the echo one there and you've got the you know a cast member signing autographs and taking pictures and you've got um props from movies it's just that you just don't get when you flip on TV, right? So exactly. uh, I love that little bit of magic that can happen when you actually go to a movie theater. It's, it's amazing. And what's so great is we've seen it, like especially us, we've seen it in so many different movie theaters, like Wonder Woman's crown is, or her tiara is there, or a piece of, you know, somebody's costumes there, or somebody shows up, or You've got a vehicle there. It's just, that is the stuff that really puts a piece of magic into what we do. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. All right, Danielle, you got something else for us? Yes, I do. Um, I have a bunch of stuff, but I was trying to grab what was close by. Um, and I actually, 
got an entire kit for this. So they sent me a box and it had a bunch of stuff. Like it had a compass and I think the compass is in Brandon's office or it's somewhere, but this was for 1917. Mm -hmm. And so these are just a part of what was sent to me. Everything else is somewhere scattered around our house. Um, but these are stills that they sent to me from behind the scenes that, and I, I think 1917 was just a beautiful film. It was beautifully shot. Um, like this scene is honestly, it's one of my favorite scenes in the entire film. Cause it's just, the lighting is incredible. And I got to do interviews for this. Um, I actually got to interview the cast for 1917, as well as the director and they were telling me about all of the um, equipment and setups they had to do to film this movie. And I think that just makes getting a gift where you get a glimpse of, you know, what it was like behind the scenes. It makes it all the more special um, because some of these scenes like this, where he's in the water on all those bodies and then Again, the one that I just showed you guys that had the, um, here's here's a, a behind the scenes with, you see those booms? Mm -hmm. That's really so cool. So they actually dug out over a mile of trenches to shoot this movie because there was wow. no other way to do it. So they physically created trenches just like there were in the war and they had a track set up on either side of the trenches because if you watch the movie, if you've seen 1917, you know what I'm talking about. It acts as one continuous shot. And so at the beginning of the film where you see him going through the trenches and the camera's following him, there's a good 20 minute period that's literally one take in the film. Um, and they set up these trenches and they set up cameras that would run both on the sides and then would click into another track where it looked like it was in the trench so that you had this flawless execution and I just I I love storytelling and I love the company that did this is actually called Storyteller Distribution which is fun um, but I just I really enjoy getting the behind the scenes of some of the films we get to see in theaters and just learning more about what it actually takes to make that movie happen um, last thing about this is the scene where you see all of the lights in the burned down city. I'm trying to find this one right here. So they actually created a city in the middle of nowhere and then burn it down <laughs> like an entire, um, I think they said it was, uh, it took 20 minutes to get from one end of the set to the next. That's how big the city was. They built it, destroyed it, and then they set up lighting rigs that were on a timer for each scene. So each scene was timed to the second so that the actors had to be exactly where they were supposed to be to avoid getting hit with these uh, magnesium lights that, were, that they were doing um, to create the effect of bombs being dropped and bullets being fired. All of that was real. Um, and was on a, a time system, which to me is just incredibly complex. And there's no way, shape or form my brain could even 
fathom <laughs> timing that out to the second, you know, and getting production, not only actors, but the cinematographers and everybody on the same page to make those scenes happen. So, yeah, I it, can't even keep the four of you on track. <laughs> yeah. So I, I absolutely loved when the studio sent me that little 1917 <clears throat> box. Yeah, that's cool. It's um very reminiscent of like 1960s, 1970s, like lobby cards and things. That's really cool. Yeah, yeah that's really cool. I love that. All right. So am I up next? You're up. All right. Um, like I said, I've got a bunch of stuff here, but we should save some of it for future episodes. Um, so I'm going to pull one out that is probably a little bit more rare, um, which is why I like it so much. It's kind of cheesy. And I don't really understand why they made this for this specific film, but it's my paper Matt Dillon mask from the house that Jack built. And I'm not sure why these were made for this very weird Lars von Trier film. Um, But yeah, I've got one of these and it does not, the eye holes do not um, like really work. Um, That's the best I can get. Oh yeah, it's creepy. So good and so creepy. Yeah, I could totally. That was very creepy. So yeah, that was a good one. Um, Good movie, weird movie, (laughs) controversial movie, Um, but yeah, a cool little item that doesn't really make a whole lot of sense. Doesn't really tie to that movie very well, but that's why I love it. Cool. That's funny. My turn. Your turn. So you guys probably won't believe this about me. But I happen to love this film. Oh my gosh, I'm so intrigued. I love boxing. Oh no, yeah, this is great. And I got a little, you know, so so for people who are listening, it's a Creed 2 duffel bag and it has like a little keychain on it. But what's in it is my boxing gear. so my boxing gloves and everything. So I love those films because I do find like starting with Rocky and leading all the way up to, to Creed 2, there's, there are so many like quotes and sayings like secretly hidden in there that are so inspirational that I, I like sometimes repeat in my head, like one step at a time, one punch at a time. Like I do repeat that as like, I'm going on in my day-to-day life. So I know some people might think that those films are cheesy, but I really think that there's so many inspiring words in those films. And I, and I love boxing. So random fact about me. Did you get the Creed gloves that I wanted them, but no, they were so cool. They were so cool. They were like iridescent. Yeah. We have them. them. Do we I still have, have them? them in the bin? I think we have them in our garage. Ship them over here. Ship <laughs> them over. I anyway. love the Creed movies and Me Creed Three's mm-hmm. gonna be yeah. out. And isn't Michael B. Jordan directing this one? And I love Michael B. Jordan. I think he is. He's great. If he's not, I announced that he is. So <laughs> it's gotta be true. Now big news. Now, now, and now you're a producer. Podcast. Now you're now you're a producer. <laughs> I have an original It Fits flavor in here. We don't make this anymore in my boxing bag. Which one is it? And is that an original wrapper? Yeah, almond chocolate chip. <sighs> the wrapper's the worst. Who designed this shit wrapper? I, I know. I know. <laughs> All right. Brandon, your turn. I'm just going to be here boxing. I have 
gosh, I have a couple in here. I'll do a simple one though, okay? That is this one again. This is kind of cheesy too, but uh, I love Wedding Crashers, mm-hmm. and I saw went and saw Wedding Crashers, of course, in a theater. I was here's the, my story about this. I was at a wedding, and it was boring. And Wedding Crashers had just come out, so we left and went to see Wedding Crashers from a wedding. So awesome! Yeah, and. They came out with the Wedding Crashers playing cards. I got light issues here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it's a deck of cards, Wedding Crashers, and it gives like each card has I have lighting issues like crazy. It's because yeah. there's plastic on that. Yeah. Look, so are young... they just normal playing cards? Like I've never opened it. Oh. Yeah, he's still got it in, in the, the original fresh, crisp. So whatever is in here is still a surprise. <laughs> um, Wedding Crashers is in my top five. Top five, yeah. Top five comedy or top five all-time film? Comedy. I love the kitchen scene, the, the breakfast scene in the morning. I love the <laughs> I love the dining room scene. I mean, I could go watch that movie every single Every day. Time. Yeah, yeah. It's fun. Same. I love the painting scene. <laughs> oh my With- gosh. Yes. With the brother, yep. Yeah. <laughs> so, it's amazing. It's so the cringy, but that, I love it. I love it. Oh yeah, the uh, you want to play tummy sticks? Uh, <laughs> oh, he's like jackass. I just love that Christopher Walken comes in, grabs the ropes on the bed like it's no big deal. Uh, <laughs> Tell that mean ocean. It's and, uh, such a good film. Bradley a- Cooper, like. Two of the movies we've referenced today, Star is Born, and he was a complete douche and dick in Wedding Crashers. Amazing. Think how that career is gone. Yeah. Crazy. So there we go. That's my little uncorked playing card. Fun fact. I got to work with Christopher Walken when I lived in LA and I was doing talent wrangling. Um, What's the movie that came out? Like Seven Psychopaths. Mm-hmm. That is that what it's called yeah. yeah i worked the red carpet for that and i got to be his handler and so all of these he's delightful by the way um but all of these magazines were printing pictures from the red carpet premiere and i look like an absolute idiot standing in the background <laughs> trying to be invisible but like you know awkwardly looking away when a camera's <laughs> flashing camera. yeah like completely awkwardly worse trying to like hide behind a bush or <laughs> I'd find a bush on a red carpet. Yeah, where's the bush yeah. at? Well, it was over. Um, what is the what's that theater? Um, what is the theater name? Brandon, you know what I'm talking about. The that one theater, Brandon. Don't you know? It's in LA. <laughs> it's in LA. It's by the college. It's by the mm-hmm. college. Mm-hmm. Lots of red. <laughs> lots of premieres are there. I know. I don't. I don't know. I just. I can't think of it off the top of my head. I see it in my head though. But they mm-hmm. actually block off a street, and they have some greenery. They usually put um, around the edges. Sicario two. Red carpet was there. It was. Yeah. Sony yeah. does a lot of their red carpet. Sony does a ton of their red carpets there, really, because you can block off that entire street and that entire area. Um, but go. yeah, Where's it was home? it was funny because I was the idiot trying to dodge. And the pictures reflect that very much, though. So. <laughs> That's hilarious. Should I, should I tell my red carpet crashing story? 
You should. Brandon. Time for this. I don't know if it was, if Brandon just has a face that people are like, that guy's not going to do anything. I'm the most not <laughs> spare. He gets away with everything. He can walk into anywhere and people don't say anything. It's because he well, looks I like carry, a dad. I carry a clipboard and a hard hat with me everywhere I go and a smile. And it's just, no, that's not how I got in. Um, okay. Here's my quick, here's my quick story. Okay. I'll try not to drag this on. So yeah, you've got like three minutes. Three minutes. It's good. It's a two and a half minute story. Great. The, um, so I was in LA for something and I was staying at the Roosevelt Hotel and I go, I'm checking in and there are two people in front of me and they have this huge roll of I, Tanya posters. And so I asked, I said, hey, is, the, is there an I, Tanya premiere tonight? And they said, yes. <laughs> where is it and they were like oh it's at the egyptian at whatever time so i had dinner reservations and i was like i've got a i've got 30 minutes to kill i'll just walk walk over there check it out so literally red carpet um margot robbie's getting ready to show up the cats all the media is there security is there so i just get on facetime on my phone and I'm walking it's me. In, I'm literally on the other end of the phone. And they're like, I walk through the secure area and the security's like, looks at me. I said, oh, it's okay. I'm live streaming. <laughs> and so I just walked in and oh took, a, took a spot next to Entertainment Weekly and Entertainment Tonight and stood there on the red carpet. Oh my God. For those that, of you who are listening, and that is white who, privilege. That is like <laughs> yes, yes. That is the definition. I was live streaming, Scott. Are, it's okay. No, there streaming. are usually like the security checkpoints you have to walk through. Oftentimes, when I work a red carpet, I have to walk through an actual like security scanner to make yeah. sure that I don't have anything on me that could be potentially harmful. So the idea of just walking in somewhere. <laughs> is insane oh and then I've... hopping over a rope to just take a stand <clears throat> on the red carpet like i could have walked the red carpet welcome <laughs> to being a white man it was actually it was actually a pink carpet mind you and the icon <laughs> bronco was there or whatever that thing was that was fun oh my so, gosh that's not the first i've crashed several I mean, we crashed a carpet that i was time. working and he crashed oh, it different time even different, though... story, different time even though everyone had passes and was being, everyone was being checked, mind you. There were security saying, do you have a pass? Are you supposed to be here? Brandon just walks in and you just got to pretend like you belong there. That's how you do it. I think I'm just going to carry a lanyard that just says like VIP. Yeah. All access pass. Just carry one around. That's okay. I got a lanyard. Sounds like you don't even need it. No, that might be too much trouble for me totally vip i mean we've when scott and i worked at imagine we hosted several red carpets and it was pretty pretty secure i don't think oh, yeah. we, we let yeah. any randoms in mm -mm. No, don't let random not. people on your red carpet <laughs> mm -mm. i can attest to that no randoms everybody else has protocol and i was just standing there well, well i mean I, I mean you said it was for i tanya well, I guess that was a pretty big movie. I was like, well, how big was the movie? Maybe they're just like, ah, you know, it's a, you know, open forum red carpet. Anyone who wants to come, um, come on down. <laughs> he crashed a CinemaCon carpet too. 
And I looked down and he's literally talking to Matthew McConaughey, just standing there. I was like, and I didn't get an interview because someone took Matthew's time up. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> and that someone was Brandon Jones. I was walking myself into interviews before. Oh, straight up. I was on the carpet interviewing somebody and he walks up, taps me on the shoulder and goes, hey, tap me in. I was like, it doesn't work that way. <laughs> I don't know. There's no tapping oh, in. My the guy gosh. I was interviewing just looked so confused. And I said, I think somebody wants to talk to you. And I just passed the mic back. I had oh. a few questions to ask. Apparently. Pa- I, I was uncredentialed for that area. <laughs> oh my gosh. Brandon, you're South by was probably my best one though, but different story, different time. Misbehaved. You are misbehaved. Anyway. Scott. Well, I think I think that was a good conclusion to our first show and tell episode. I think we need to say though, thank you everyone so much for listening. And if you like this podcast, please share it. Please like it on YouTube. Help us get more reach. And please, please subscribe. leave. Yeah, subscribe. Leave a five star review because that will help us get more guests. Um, but we appreciate you listening to our antics and we have a lot of great content coming up for you very soon. Very soon. Like this wasn't good enough. Just wait for more. (laughs) Thank you so much for listening. Thank you everyone till next time.